Hello everybody and welcome back to Guys on Gaffer. Um, it is a new season. Season 4 has launched the championship game just yesterday. Um, and we're back. Um, how are you guys doing? How was your summer break without football? We got cricket, so the biggest series we are watching now. So it was okay. Not uh, haven't missed much of the footballing action, but so quick transfers are happening. It's really good to see that every decent players are coming to Premier League. So it will be another exhilarating season in England, both in Premier League and in the Championship. Everyone is coming to the England, so it's really good time. Apart from all those Premier League players that are going off to the Middle East, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we digress massively. We wouldn't be at the Gus and Gaffer podcast if we didn't digress in the start. That's like a tradition for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's very true. Yeah. Yeah. We have not changed our ways over the summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we haven't. I've had a nice break. I, um, I'm following the Norwegian League, so it's not, not, not like void of football but yeah i've not missed like having too many games at the at one time but like i've pared down so much in like in my uh, number of fancy games so now i can now i can enjoy like all of them equally not like one ninth <laughs> but yeah uh yeah it's good and um i'm looking forward to the new season so cool. i'm not following the cricket though but no. uh, so like in the group chat, I, I mean like everyone is following in cricket, and I'm like feel like I'm, I'm the only one that doesn't watch it. And I don't understand anything, so <laughs> maybe we should start. <laughs> Not so much a Scandinavian sport, is it, David? No, it's like more yeah because in India it's very popular and England is very popular. So like <laughs> it's a perfect mix for you. Indeed, yeah. Well, how about you then? I have uh, not massively been missing the football. I have to say, um, it's been a nice break. You have the tennis, so you're, you're not like... <laughs> well into the tennis, yeah. yeah. Wimbledon's on. Okay, yeah. I've been to Wimbledon this week, Monday, Tuesday. Just really good. Saw Andy Murray, which was amazing. Um, which was the big, the biggest priority of the trip, really, was to see him before he retires, because we know he's not got that long left. So, yeah, I've been enjoying, what, mm. I've been enjoying Wimbledon a lot. Um, and, yeah, I don't want to do too much fantasy tinkering for the next few weeks. But um, it's, it was quite cool having both Gaffer games launched yesterday and Sky actually three fancy games launched. All I'm not too happy about Sky because I don't play Sky, so not too happy about it. But yeah, I'm going to try but, try with Sky again this year. I failed last year. I gave up at some point in the first half of the season. I've only ever completed one full season of Sky, and I need to <laughs> need to rectify that. Let's I guess talk about our plan pre-season first so um kind of loosely what our plan is is to do obviously this video which is going to cover some transfers um initial reactions to pricing and the fixtures um and then we're going to do two more preview pods where we're going into the team specifically so we'll have a bit of help from the fans in terms of style of play and things like that to help us understand uh, you know the assets to look at for each team um, so we're going to do 12 teams in each pod um, and then a final kind of wrap-up pod just before game week one where we share our final drafts and stuff David will be away for most of this though because he's going away next week but we managed to fit him in before yeah. then which is good um, 
So that's the plan for the championship. Um, Super League is back this year, which I think we're all very pleased about. I'm certainly excited that that's back. Abhishek's definitely excited about that because he <laughs> was it third last last time. Yeah. So yeah, if those if those of you who don't know Super League, um, it was it was done two years ago. It wasn't done last season because of the World Cup game, basically. Um, and it features the top four teams in the top five leagues. And it follows the normal league schedule, but it gets a bit chaotic because they all have slightly different schedules. So there's some you know, weeks where there's there's lots of double game weeks and black game weeks and stuff. And it's really, really fun. Um, so do play that. If, if Particularly if you like Champions League fantasy, fantasy I think you'd, you'd really enjoy Super League. Um, yeah. we, we are planning on doing some Super League content. Exactly what form and how often it will be is kind of yet to be decided but we're certainly gonna gonna be covering it a, a bit but i think even a couple of seasons ago we kind of did 50 50 i think we're probably gonna be slightly more favored towards the championship this year um is our kind of initial thoughts but um yes we will make yeah. sure to do a pod before before the start of the season to preview super league um yeah yeah so um shall we get stuck in to to today's video um, or, or podcast, if you are listening. Um, the first thing to mention, actually, I don't know if you want to cover this, David, is the mini leagues that we will be running this year. Yeah, we uh, are back to running two mini leagues, not just one. Uh, so we have uh, the Felix Memorial Cup is back uh, for the second time. Uh, um, so uh, it's uh, <laughs> for those that are new listeners, we um my family had a dog uh, last uh, last season that unfortunately died uh, mid-season, but he was like a part of some of our pods from the start. Like he was in the fourth corner of the pod, so we just he was like a part of the pod for uh, <laughs> yeah, things come. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, we decided to dedicate the mini league to him. So uh, that's coming back for EFL, uh, the Gaffer game there, and we are also uh, doing uh, uh, a cup for Super League. Which is we'll call the Globe Globe Cup, uh, and for bo- to get both of these cups uh, or mini leagues, you have to uh, use the code guys on Gaffer. It, I'm not sure if uh, it's probably when this pod drops, it will be available to uh, join. So keep looking f- for that uh, on the Twitter page. But yeah, those are the two cups we're going to run. And yeah, we ha- I haven't like thought about the price uh, prices so much yet uh, for what you're going to get with you win. But last last season, uh, Notrag won a Twitter header uh, for his Twitter page, uh, which uh, turned out very nice if I say so myself. Uh, so mm. that could be something, I guess. But uh, we will see. So uh, we'll definitely sure don't join those. Uh, season starts, but it went yeah. down well, didn't it? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, join those when uh, they get announced on the Twitter. Yeah. Cool. Right, so that's, I guess, the kind of admin stuff out of the way and the information out of the way. Um, so the first thing we're going to talk about is a bit of a transfer roundup of what's been happening so far. Obviously, we're in a period where it's very difficult to pick a gaffer team because particularly with the relegated clubs, there's so much uncertainty about who's staying and who's going. Um, but let's. there's been a lot of transfers. There's so many that kind of slip by that you don't notice happen as well. So we're going to kind of yeah. cover off a good chunk now for us, I guess. I'll check, as you did these slides, do you want to maybe run run through them? Um, yeah. Mm. So, uh, as you guys can see, I think uh, Millwall and Birmingham have got their new strikers. I think um, they were lacking a strike partner for their respective clubs. 
at Birmingham especially uh, and they got Tyler Roberts from Leeds I think will I mean he's a midfielder in the game but he will play up front so basically an out of position player for us uh, and he is a 6 million mid so that's quite nice and um, he didn't do that much um, last season in terms of statistic stats I think he scored three goals in 18 matches uh, uh, but he has a shot he has taken in every game more than two shots uh, per game so that's interesting for Birmingham side who was fighting relegation last season but with those but with the signings that they have made uh, start, uh, this season I'm hopeful they will at least be mid-table side uh, and scoring goals because they have really stepped up their transfer uh, they have transfer business and they have got some quality players in terms of Millwall's forward uh, I think Nisbet uh, comes from Scotland uh, Hibs I think Hibernian yeah. uh, he was a prolific scorer for them uh, I think for the past two to three seasons he was scoring goals uh, I think Hibs were uh, in the conference league playoff rounds as well so uh, he has the pedigree to score goals and I think um, Bradshaw needs support he can't do anything of everything all by himself so he needs support and uh, i think nisbet will be a better striker than they already have i'm not going to say the name because i can't say the name as something with andreas something uh, he's a better yeah he's a better striker than him so i think nisbet will be uh nisbet and bradshaw will be both of them are priced at 7.5 that's interesting uh, because both of them are serious goal scorers so it will be interesting to see which one we go with that's slide number one mm, slide number two we have i think hold on let me check uh, yeah slide, slide number two i think ipswich new signing jack taylor mm, their big money signing uh, I think another rising star coming out of Peterborough. If he can re replicate the form that Ivan Tony has shown in the Championship and in the Premier League nowadays, then it will be money well invested by Ipswich. Is he a midfielder or is he a striker? I don't know much about him. He's a he's an attacking midfielder. Attacking midfielder. Uh, yeah, he is a midfielder in the game. Uh, don't know about the price yet i haven't checked full prices yet but he's a midfielder in the game i think he played yesterday in their pre pre-season game 45 minutes in the second half i look quite good uh, from whatever i was hearing from the manager and all those bit of fans that they were saying that he's a decent guy uh, but still it's early days but uh, with uh, he has the stats to back it up because in 44 League One, in 44 matches in League One last season for Peterborough, he scored eight goals, applied five assists. He has 2.4 shots per game. So he's quite an attacking midfielder, and uh, I think he will support well the likes of Chaplin, Ladapo, their forward line, Ipswich forward line, and I think so he will be good for them. Uh, 
I think the transfer of the season as of now to me, the Bellingham, the younger Bellingham brother, Sunderland. I mean, really, it's a really good uh, move by Sunderland. It shows ambition from Sunderland that they are going to build on the playoff appearance last season. Uh, uh, yeah, playoff. Didn't they? They did play play in the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. Right. yeah mm-hmm. so it's a good sign mm, to, that they're showing that they will be built on that. And hopefully, Tony Mobro has the side to once again do well. And still, they lack Diallo. Uh, I'm hoping they have signed a couple of players. I hope that uh, if they can get back Diallo once again, then that team will surely be a playoff contender. Uh, so yeah, Bellingham, not no nothing much steps to show because he played for Birmingham side last season. Uh, he didn't score any goals, didn't play any assists. So he is an attacking midfielder, but in Sunderland he will get a create more chances, uh, more attacking chances. So it will be good for him in terms of his growth as a footballer. Uh, so uh, there is. That's slide number two. Let's move on to slide number three. Just before, comes... do, do you know uh, if uh, there has been more like uh, interest in uh, Diallo from other clubs? I, I think I saw some like Twitter um, messages from it. Yeah, I think Diallo uh, has an offer from Burnley. I don't know mm-hmm. much about it, uh, but it, I also looked at, I think, yesterday or day before yesterday, he has some offers. But uh, certainly Sunderland has uh, an interest in him, but yet to plan out because we are mm, not yet looking at those things. We are now we are in the process of selling our players so that we can raise our money for some key so, players before we go. Is he like so? Is he like uh, is he a registered player at Sunderland? Or is he just at United for uh, still like being loaned out? No. Any deal that regarding Diallo will happen after the preseason tour ends, not before. Okay. That. Yeah. He's going in that preseason tour for us. Uh, so any deal that has to be happen, it will be near the end of the transfer window. Okay. Say. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's move on to slide number three. Here comes the new guys from different leagues. First one, Watford's new striker. He is English, by the way. Reese Healy, he comes from Toulouse. I mean, he has he hasn't played much last season. Mainly, I think he was injured or more strike forwards are there. They haven't had much information, but he played four matches last season. Two goals, scored two goals. He has a uh, Toulouse was is a bottom half team in League One, so. Much cannot be said because I we can't watch League One matches and I haven't watched any clips of him also because four matches it's hard to get any clips. But seemingly before that, when Toulouse was on the second division in the champ uh, in France, he scored goals, good, a good chunk of goals. So he is a goal scorer and probably and what we get from Ishmael's side is that he loves a number nine focal point for his sides. So he will be that guy in terms of attacking plays, so making Sar 
ins the likes of SAR, ins much more valuable valuable <laughs> option this time around, hopefully. I guess, uh, yeah. But... I guess they needed to strike it, didn't they? Because they've lost Keenan Davis and Jao Pedro. So yeah. yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he just nailed down that spot or not. Yeah. Yeah. It would be so fun if SAR become an option again. <laughs> so you can be yeah. burnt by him again. Yeah. But the thing is that, the thing is that I don't think he will be there if there are years left on his contract. If this is the last year and he becomes a free agent, then I don't think he will leave. But if he has years left on his contract for two, three years, then he will leave because he's a sellable asset and Watford do need money. Mm And the second player is, uh, I think uh, he comes, uh, I mean, I'm confused. He, I think he's Swede, Sigurdsson. I think um, Blackburn's latest signing comes from CSK Moscow. Um, although he didn't play for Moscow last season, I think he played in Al- Alex Seven, what's the league called? Swedish league. Yeah, league. I don't know how you say it either. Yeah, Al- 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 <laughs> uh, yeah that one. Yeah. Let's speak with... He's from Iceland, actually, uh, Abhishek. Oh, oh, he's that other Sigurdsson. Goodness yeah, okay. me. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's from Iceland. He played in the Swedish league. Hmm. Okay, let's move on. Yeah, he's from there. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, he's uh, quite an interesting guy, I feel, because... In 21 matches in the Swedish league last season, he scored 11 goals, supplying one assist. He had yeah. 2.3 shots per game. Shots on target, he has 1.3. Out of the 2.3, 1.3. So I quite like mm, quite liking the transfer that Blackburn has made this season. Uh, I mean, it's a big loss. They lost the written years. The chunk of the goals have gone. So it's yeah. decent signings that they have made. I think they have made three signings alone to replace the goals that are scored by Barito and Diaz. Yeah. And, mm, so Just like be aware good. that uh, it's a big class difference between uh, Allsvenskan and uh, Championship. It's like if you uh, transfer the um, mid-table player from Elitser and in Norway to the Championship because it's similar like quality there. So yeah, he's not going to... Uh, uh, be the guy that fills uh, the boots of Burton, to uh, to be honest, but like yeah, yeah. He, he he plays in a good team, I guess. So it's it's a hard yeah. one to call, but like that's, don't expect yeah. him to be so good. <laughs> so if you think that Zinchenko yeah, was I... a top end elite Serie A player, and where he yeah. ended up, so like, yeah, he's he's not he's I, I wouldn't yeah I wouldn't think he's Zinchenko level, but that's just me. <laughs> so yeah, that's my point. So if that's the, if that's the level Zinchenko got to in the championship, you know, playing for a good championship team. Yeah, he, he was like uh, I would say Zinchenko was like the top two best player in Norway, top top three. Yeah, and he the Sigurdsson guy is definitely not that. So we shouldn't have yeah, high expectations because of that. That's... Now let's move. Let's slide number three. Let's move to slide number. And here comes Watford's big signing from Reading. I mean, uh, Enz, he has done it. He has been in around in the championship level. Nothing more can be said. And he, uh, he, I mean, I think he will flourish more uh, in terms of uh, for Watford because he has done well with whatever resources he had with Reading. Uh, so he will done more 
well, I think, in terms of um, producing uh, the numbers that are expected of him in uh, for Watford this season, I think. And he's also, I think, a 7 or 8 million a midfielder. So that's a nice price um, for him as well. Uh, so, yeah, he, I think last season he scored in 38 matches, 9 goals, 4 assists. So he will be a decent option for our gaffer teams. Another player is Paul Smythe. I think he came from League One uh, late in uh, QPR. He came back to QPR. I think he started League his... Two, by the way. The... They won League Two. Yeah, League Two. Yeah, he started at QPR, I think, two seasons back. Uh, he was with QPR. Uh, he then transferred to Leighton. Uh, and he, they are, well, they were at League 2. So, with a pinch of salt, you have to say. But the reason why I put him, because he is their attacker as of now. Who will start for alongside Dykes. Thin on the ground at the moment, QPR as a squad. Yeah, yeah. I think in, in I mean him, Dykes, Willock, if chair stays, that if they can make chair stay there for another season, then they can have a season where they at least save their side from relegating from relegation because I don't see them doing very well. Much depends on chair and dives, and a whole team doesn't depend on just two players. And also, well, they lose fitness as well because he was always injured last year, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah, plus they lose Dieng as well, so they need to sign. Or I don't know about their goalkeeping situation. They need to sign a player in there because Dieng, even though QPR was doing badly, but Dieng has bailed them out for a few occasions last season. So. It will be missed for them, so they need a new goalkeeper as well. So it's really weird to see how QPR has fallen over the past few seasons when we're playing Gaffer. Because every time I think one or two options were always there in our squad from QPR. So the reason why I have put is this a only reason because he along with Dykes, he's the only option attacking wise they have, apart from Willock and if chair stays. So, yeah, nothing much to be taken talking um, about because he came from League 2, so it will be a hard transition for him, whoever comes from down to up a league, from down the league to up the league. So, it will be hard to say, but yeah, he's the option in slide number 4. Now, let's move on to slide number 5. Yeah, yeah, Norwich, new signing, Spanish winger. Warrior signs. It's not the Formula One science guy. He's not the brother of Formula One science guy. He came from, I think he came from the Turkish side. So uh, he, in 32 matches last season, he scored nine goals and three assists. He has shots per game 2.1, shots on target per game at 0.7. He will be another option in Norwich's midfield crop, attacking crop. I think Gabriel, Sara, Ashley Barnes, Josh Sargent still are the picks uh, that you are going to go ahead before signs. 
Yeah, one. Uh, just to flag, I saw this just scrolling Twitter just before we we started. He, he's got injured in pre-season friendly today, I think. Oh, like three no. months. He's got like a ligament injury or something. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah. And by the way, what Barnes scored a hat trick today, so. <laughs> yeah, actually, Barnes was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? wow. he's, he's already fourth option in terms of uh, Norwich players that you are picking for your GAFA team. Now he's out for three months, so basically he's a non-option as of now. The next player is Lyme Dillap. He will be spearheading Hull City's line forward line along with Estupinian, if I'm not mistaken, this season. Yeah, he played for a pretty transitioning Stoke City side last season. Majority of his appearances were from the bench. Hopefully he will start from the off uh, for Hull City and form a good partnership with Estupinian. And I think Hull looks, uh, I mean, Hull has signed a couple of young uh, players. So it will be interesting to see how uh, the, the manager rejuvenate them again. I think they finished the season strongly in terms of uh, having playing good football. In terms, um, Chris, uh, Cyrus Christie can be another option. Estupinian can be an option. If you're looking for cheap budgeted players or cheap forwards, uh, so that because if you're going to be heavy of spending money elsewhere, you can look at these players. And Hull City, in terms of fixtures, they are not kind, but they are not bad either. They can give trouble to anybody on their day. So it's a nice thing. So uh, young, uh, it's a nice young Hull City side. So lots of young players that can be an option. Uh, not now, but uh, in the middle of the season or later in the half of the season. So, Lime Dillup, nothing much in terms of stats. I think 37 matches, he's scored four goals. Uh, hopefully, he can. I mean, he played just one game in the under 20 World Cup, I think. Just one game. So, nothing much to talk about. Um, is he related to Rory in the lap? Or is that just. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he is his son. Oh yeah, really? <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I didn't know that. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> they must have practiced lots. Like he, that that his dad is like throwing uh, the the throwings to him, and he's yeah. like heading. Yeah, he's good at heading. Last one. That's the last one. I think in terms of de signings that have been made by uh, the championship clubs. Apart from that, I think there are noteworthy signings. That have been made I think up until Saturday. These are the thing, uh, noteworthy signings that have been made up until Saturday. I will uh, share with you guys what has happened to today because there are lots so of noteworthy signings. Yeah, today. So, in terms of noteworthy signings, I think the first one prop are the signings. Let's talk about the defensive signings first. I think. Mm, Laird has gone to Birmingham. That's an interesting signing for Birmingham. The right hand side. Uh, yeah. Mm, then Calvin Ramsey has gone to Preston. Mm, I don't know about is there an injury issue or not because uh, I think he didn't play in the preseason friendly last uh, couple of days earlier. So I have to check what has what has he got. But Calvin Ramsey can be an option for Preston, especially on the right hand side. Ethan Laird can be an option for Birmingham. Uh, and uh, J.J. Silva, Bristol City left back, has gone to Coventry City. 
he can be another budget option for you so these are the three budget options yeah so these are the three noteworthy budget options in terms of defense if i can say uh, this season for gaffer now let's look at some attacking options uh, i mean another defensive option ender stevens have gone have signed for stoke which is a good signing in my opinion because uh, there's that the left hand side especially when harry soto left i think they need a left sided center left sided player in that defense that's in terms of signing that's a good signing for stoke in the stadiums cardiff has signed sorry just on understand uh, he play he's going to play left wing back isn't he not left center back probably but uh, alex neil plays much can be said about he can be played as left center back he can be played as left yeah. wing back but depends but they have yeah. diamond so i don't think they will, he will play left wing back much of mm. probably okay. behind diamond he will, he will play behind diamond yeah that's fair, uh, that's fair. In yeah uh, now moving on i think ugbo the ex chelsea player i think he was at the chelsea academy then he went to i think canada uh, he went to mls uh but he has signed from troyes this season i think he was in loan uh he has come to cardiff in loan again from the mls side uh, hold on let me check who was the mls side he has oh no he yeah, yeah i don't think uh it's, i think he was a troyes player but anyway ugbo is a decent signing for cardiff because they lost mark harris Uh, he became a free agent, so they didn't. Uh, they lost Sorry Kaba as well, who has returned oh, to really? his parent club. They have lost Connor Wickham as well, so they've lost a lot of forwards. So it's uh, and only Callum Robinson was there, uh, along with I think a couple of youngsters. So it's a decent signing for Cardiff. Uh, I do not know much anything about their manager or the style of play. Uh, we will talk more about when we get the fans from Cardiff. what this are saying uh, and i quite don't quite make whatever they have played two friendlies and they have won uh, the only thing i can say ever from cardiff is that mark mcginnis can be an option because he has scored two headed goals from two corners in back to back seasons preseason friendlies so <laughs> yeah that may be an option in the future for gaffo but yaugbo can be an option alongside callum robinson and i think the left back joel bagan that's an interesting player as well uh, in terms uh, the third player on this list is uh, the new signing uh, middlesbrough last yesterday made a plethora of i think five signings or six signings on the trot What? i think they had made so i think uh, that's sam silvera uh, he he came over from the a league i mean he whatever skills i've seen him doing in the cent- for, for central coast mariners i think central coast mariners are the a league champions this season uh, defending a league champions so he has done well over there uh, so I, but i don't know that he will get ahead uh, ahead into playing before the likes of hackney uh, mcgree but in terms of caraball i think it's looking up 
because he has signed a lot of youngsters, a lot of attacking young players. So it will be decent in terms of Middlesbrough doing well. So he can be another option. And we don't know about the pricing yet or if he's have added to the game yet or not. Not No, I don't think he has been added yet because he signed last yesterday only. So he can be another option in terms of midfield. And the last uh, note were the signings in terms of slide made by me uh, is another uh, England youngster for coming over from Man City, like Dilap. Uh, but Dilap one was loan. Uh, this is a permanent and Morgan Rogers. Uh, he's, I think he is a central midfield player. To attacking midfield player, possibly me. Uh, he's a left winger. He's a left winger, so he can be another option in terms of Middlesbrough attackers. And Carrick has a lot of options now in terms of attacking players. So it would be interesting to see who is assured of a start, but from Akpom, McGree, and Hackney in terms in in those attacking lineups, in those attacking front, um, two places, a lot of players for competition. So. It will be interesting to see how how Silvera and uh, Rogers do in terms of attacking. So those two is important options can be important options for Middlesbrough. Uh, next one is Ellis Sim. I think he joined last uh, yesterday uh, from Everton. He um, can we say he's the half replacement of Victor, but currently yeah, he's, he's another... the replacement of Victor. Oh. I would say yeah, yeah, he's a half. So he can be. Uh, until Coventry sign another one, I think he can be another option, especially to lead the line for Coventry in place of Victor uh, because they have Gordon already. So, uh, but they do need another attacking option, especially. I think that's one of the most interesting mm. transfers from a gaffer point of view on this list, actually. Mm. Um, I think he'll be yeah. nailed down to start in this game. <laughs> yeah, that's it for sure. And I think the last one is. On this slide is Josh Ginnelly. He came over from Scottish side Hearts, Hearts of Middleton. Uh, he's a decent uh, option for Swansea. Uh, he will score goals if he gets the opportunity. He's an attacking-minded player. He scored goals for Hearts in three seasons that he has been there. So he can be another option for Swansea to look forward. And if anything, to go by Michael Duff, I think he rejuvenized Barnsley pretty quickly. So expect attacking football from Swansea again. So hopefully, generally can be another option for Swansea. So that's what have happened in terms of Saturday business is concerned. Today. <laughs> Yeah, there's a couple more I'd like to add actually, and um, that happened only only this morning. I think we found out the news. So, um, but yeah. they're, they're of interest. I think you think you posted them yourself. I'll check in the chats. Um, Yaku Mate to, to Cardiff is an interesting yeah. one. Obviously, he's very injury prone, but he was, you know, when fit, he's a he's a really good championship level player. I seem to remember in season one he was in some of our teams. So um, if he stays fit, he could be a good, a very good signing for Cardiff. But that is a big if because he is always injured. Um, yeah. The other one was Cafu, the Nottingham Forest midfielder, has gone to Rotherham. Not a gaffer type player. He's not. Um, he's, he's just like a, he's a central midfielder, not a sitting midfielder, but not a ten either, like a eight. Mm. 
Um, or six. Anyway, um, not not so much a gaff option, but he's gone to Rotherham, and I think he'll be a good signing for them in terms of solidifying the midfield. Um, I don't know if there are any others, but those are the two that yeah. stood out to me today that I saw. Uh, apart from the big signing is the Ding one who moved to Middlesbrough. Of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, we discussed it earlier, and I think Hall, Grant Hall. I mean, the they replaced. Uh, speaking of Rotherham, I think they replaced. Richard Wood with Grant Hall. Yes. So hopefully the goals that were scored by Woods can be scored by Hall now. So David, you won't have Hall now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love those. Yeah. But I think, do we uh, do we think like the that there's so many signings at the moment? Do you think this will go on until the season? It's like almost a month still. Like do we think they will go in such an order? There'll be loads of signings left to have to take place, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy that it's so early, though. Like, so many signings so early. Like, uh, if it goes on like this. Such a big turnaround. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, uh, yeah, think... keep that in mind when building teams that your players might be sold or there might be signed players that take your players' places. So, Which is uh, why we're not going to share our first drafts today, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> <That's a good> <laughs> <point>. <laughs> My first drafts yeah. is not good. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I think... Before we end this talk of transfers, I think three players needs to be mentioned. I think Dicky from QPR has moved on to Bristol. Yes. Uh, Joe Bryan has moved from Fulham to Millwall as a replacement for Scott Malone. And I think another one, uh, Jack Stacey, has moved from Bournemouth to Norwich. Oh, mm-hmm. as just before we started recording, I think Ben Pearson has signed for Stoke as well from Bournemouth and he's a midfield option I think he last year yeah I think last season in Gaffer he played for Stoke as well so those are the four signings that has that we haven't talked about yet but those kind of important signings can influence Gaffer drafts because they are wingbacks and I think midfielders who will take a lot of critiques and all those things so, yeah, I think that's, that rounds up the transfer business. Okay, our next segment is kind of an initial fixtures reaction. So, um, the two parts to this. Um, first, I've um, got up on the screen the three relegated team fixtures and the three sides that made the playoffs if go up. So, Coventry, Middlesbrough and Sunderland. And we're just going to have a quick look at kind of their initial starts and, and which teams we're particularly interested in um, in terms of starting the season with you know a couple of their assets. And then um, as another slide for some of the other teams that have maybe the kind of runs in the first five fixtures and who we may have some interest in because of that. Um, so first of all, yeah, this is this is what we've got for, for these six teams. So Leeds have got Cardiff at home, Birmingham away, West Brom at home, Ipswich away, Sheffield Wednesday at home. I mean, that's a really good start, isn't it? Yeah, that's very good, and we like I wouldn't count the West Brom as a like top tier side at the moment. So apart from them, it's very good. <laughs> yeah, two two promoted League One teams, Birmingham and Cardiff, firmly bottom half teams last season. Yeah, I mean I think obviously we have a lot of uncertainty about who stays, who goes, like Rodrigo, Harrison, things like that, but. Um, I think whoever is still there at the start of the season and not particularly linked with a move away, you've got to be starting with at least one attacker, haven't you? If not two. Yeah. There's goals there in this in this Leeds team. 
Yeah, I think weird thing is that they, uh, I mean, Harrison. I don't know about the future of Harrison. He's nine million, right? I know the future about Pinocchio. They're attacking. They're they're, uh, they're another attacker who is ten million. Going on, so quite heavily. So who has them? Uh, Nonto, Everton are very linked with Nonto. Okay, so that's... I don't like to spend... If I can get Harrison for 9 million, I don't 9. like to 5, spend that uh, 9.5, Again, 9.5. Yeah, 0.5 mm. million. I don't like to spend because I know for, for, for a fact that Harrison will be on the set pieces. That he, and if Bamford is not on the pitch, then Harrison will get the penalties. If Rod, Rodrigo is not going to stay, that's for sure. I mean, he has a clause or I, something so like that. Minutes, yeah, he can leave. So he's not going to stay. Already they have lost Aronson. Already they have lost Robin Koch, the defensive side. I don't know what they're doing about their defensive. defensive. I think if they can hold on to Drama, then that's a positive sign. If they can hold on to Meslier, then that's a positive sign. These are the two things that needs to work well for them. Before we can talk about, in terms of fixtures, that those are good. But come game week one, whatever player they are going to left with, I don't think you're going to sign them for your gaffer sides. Because who are you going to sign if Gnoto leaves, if Harrison leaves, if Drama leaves, Meslier leaves, Bamford? Pro- probably the ones they sign in place of them, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Or Bamford, yeah, yeah I mean, Bamford, someone that we could look at. Yeah, I mean, leads in terms of fixtures, these are good. I mean, if you are planning to hold a place for leads, then that I think might be the best decision to go as of now because you really don't know what are the, the four important players that every gaffer side gonna have have uncertainties about their futures. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think we, as with a lot of, you know, all three of the the relegated clubs, it's going to be a wait and see who, what state of state state of players kind of when the season starts. Um, just knowing that we probably want to pick one or two of them. Mm. It's just who, um, yeah. and whether they're going I mean, to be expensive options. or whatever. Yeah, I mean, Leeds have five currently five options that are really good for championship. Yeah, absolutely. They have to get a hold of these five players. Yeah. Any other thoughts, David, or should we talk about Southampton? Yeah, no, I think uh, considering if they keep them, those players, they are like a very strong side, I think. Uh, considering when if they are going straight back, back up again, it's like only Leicester, I think that's like close to them. From those sides, I think Southampton not not as far, but we can talk about that later. But yeah, I think if if they keep the good players or even get some other ones, they can do very well. And especially with those fixtures, uh, I think we should at least have one player or two. I agree with you. Three very strong teams that have gone relegated. Gone relegated. It's yeah, it's crazy. Some of the strongest teams we've seen go down in in some time. Mm. It's it's uh, so weird to see like the the teams that have gone up. They feel so much worse than the yeah. teams that got down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So Southampton then they've got Sheffield Wednesday away, Norwich at home, Plymouth away, QPR at home, Sunderland away. So a couple of 
tougher fixtures than Norwich and Sunderland games, but the other three are very nice indeed. Um, There's a similar situation with Southampton in terms of who stays and who goes, but potentially they aren't going to be as gutted out as as Leeds and Leicester. Um, Mm. So, again, I think there's some interesting options in there. Che Adams may well not stay. Um, It wouldn't surprise me if he leaves. He's been linked with Forest at one point. Um, But um, there is one player that I'm very keen on for Southampton, actually, and that's Carlos Alcaraz. Um, He was Mm. probably one of the brightest sparks last year, along with, with Ward Krauss. Um, so if he stays, I'm very interested in him. He's in my first draft. Um, I think he's nine and a half or something. But yeah, Southampton are going to be an interesting one this season. Uh, I think because of how poor they were last year. I mean, in my mind, they're the least likely of the three that have gone down to come straight back up. But um, if they are going to retain a lot of their players, maybe that, that won't be the case and they, and they will be quite strong. Um, I don't know what... what do you guys have any opinions on Southampton? Yeah, I think uh, if uh, Ward-Prowse goes, I think Bree could be a very interesting option because mm-hmm. he gets more set pieces. Yes. Uh, and like, I c- couldn't see why Ward-Prowse would want to stay at Southampton, to be honest. Mm-hmm. He's way too good for them and he's, he's a Premier League player. So, yeah, yeah. I, t- I think since, since the sign, James Bree is not going anywhere. So, yeah, I think he's a good option anyway. Yeah, they've also got Walker-Peters at as a competition at right back, so it's be interesting to see who starts. But we know oh, they he's are fantastic at championship yeah. level, and uh, it'd be nice yeah. to have him back as an option, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be a shame if he's like a rotation guy. <laughs> he's too yeah. good for that. Could be. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised that you both of you haven't mentioned two players who towed up championship Nathan Teller. before. <laughs> he's like, we, don't, we haven't mentioned him because he's yeah. just like a given. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan Teller and I think a certain Adam Armstrong is still there with Southampton. Oh, yeah. These are the two players. If these two players stay at Southampton, along with, uh, I think Ward Prowse will go. That's for sure because Ward Prowse needs a good team to uh, for his ambitions because he's too good of a player to play in the championship. But he may well play because he's their only player left. From their golden generation that that didn't get a big money move as of the rest of the players they all got a big money move to bigger clubs and have won bigger titles than him so it's highly likely that he would want to do the same thing as well but depends on how southampton can uh, uh, how southampton can manage him to hold so to manage to hold him uh, Jay Adams, I don't know if any takers is there. Probably you guys have more in- information about him, but I don't think Jay Adams uh, really, really goes. I think Southampton starts the season with Jay Adams, Nathan Taylor, and Adam Armstrong in attack. To me, it feels the real reason, the real new players of this team are the young players that they have signed in January. The likes of Suleiman, the likes of Alcaraz. Alcaraz was there already. Yeah, he was, yeah. These these two players will be key to their season because these are the these are deep, uh, very good players and they play important positions in their squad in, the, in that side. So I am really looking forward to these two players how they grow as an as a player and if Alcaraz can be a decent gapper option as well if the likes of Adams Ward Prowse goes. Because then you have what Teller, Armstrong, and Alcaraz. That's the third name. 
in that attacking that's a good uh, championship lineup. Fact, that. a really good championship yeah, that's, that's a good attack because those three among them what they got 150 plus goals already do you I think it's like Alcoyle. the same level as uh, beyond the uh Pukis, or is, what was that better i think it's better uh, really? than Bundia Puki, but not better than the trio of Yenacho, Daka, and Vardy that Leicester got. So it's better than Puki Buendia, but not that to the level of the Leicester trio. Yeah, what's what's like what's what's cool is like that even if they lose one some of their strongest players, they still have a very good attack. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, should we move on then to Coventry? They're the next team on the list. So they've got a tougher start, actually, um, of the three that we've kind of talked about so far. So Leicester away, Middlesbrough at home, Swansea away, Sunderland at home, Watford at home. So That's dope. Yeah, you know, all the talk of them maybe having some, some good options like Ellison, Scodden, Jada Silva, maybe one of the midfielders as well, like uh, Gustavo Hamer. Um, maybe they aren't the best team to start off with um, and we may need to wait on them because those those first five are, are tricky. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how Coventry do this year and if they can consolidate based on their playoff playoff season last season. I suspect they won't make the playoffs this season, but I think they'll still do all right and finish comfortably top, top half. Mark Robbins has done a great job. He continues to be a fantastic manager for them. So um, it will be interesting to see how they do this season. I don't know. Any thoughts? Yeah, I uh, I don't think they will do as well without uh, Victor. <laughs> yeah, it's like gonna, it's gonna be a big miss for them. Um, Not only with his like, goals, uh, but his his assists as well, his hold up play. Yeah, and his link up play with like all the other teams teams as well. So like, yeah, yeah it, it impacts the whole team. Not just goal scoring, it's like mentality. And he was like the driving force for them. We didn't even really think they would do that as well. And like, it was a bit surprising that they went, they went so far. So it, when they don't have him, it's like yeah. I'm not uh, too hopeful, but they can only prove us wrong with the new signings and stuff. So, yeah, but not from the start anyway. Yes. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, in terms of the fixtures, I mean, they have three home games in the first five, but three not good, though. home games against quality teams. They have Middlesbrough at home, Sunderland at home, Watford at home. That's more like an away game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because five those, away games those, start. <laughs> yeah, don't get them. Those, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Middlesbrough oh. have strengthened. Sunderland has strengthened. Watford have players already and have gotten uh, strengthened as well. So it will take some to beat these three, especially at home. So they need players. Uh, I don't, as of now. All five games looked up to me, even though there is Swansea away. But it's not going to be easy going to Wales uh, away on the third day, third match day. So it will be tough. They're also Leicester away. I'm seeing five tough ones. I'm staying away from Coventry as of now, even though I like Sims as an option, but I'm staying away. Yeah, I think uh, I think we'll, most of us will be in that in that boat unless we're kind of struggling for funds and we need we need to start with one. Let's move on to Sunderland. They've got an, a mixed start. In fact, the first three are particularly good, and then two tougher games at Ipswich at home, Preston away, Rotherham at home, Coventry away, Southampton. At Hold home. on, Pre- Preston 
You can't question at the start of the season. They can't. <laughs> they don't concede goals, do they? <laughs> yeah. So that will be a tough ask. And that to away, going into deep Dale, and it will be a tough match for Sunderland. Part the best hope, FC. Hopefully they, <laughs> yeah, hopefully they get uh, the desired points. But Preston away, geez, especially at the start of the season, they all are charged up. You'll be starting with Woodman in goal, will you? <laughs> no, no, no. Woodman, Brady, Cunningham. Oh, no, no, no. no. Not going yeah. to happen. Too, yeah, it was a very good first season back in the Championship for, for Sunderland last year, though. Getting into the playoffs is a fantastic yeah. achievement, I think, more than um, you know many of us thought they'd do. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what they can do this year. Um, it feels so difficult calling the playoff spots. I think there's so many good teams in the championship this year that, that are going to be staking a claim for that playoff spot, those playoff spots. Um, but I'm very interested in at least maybe a Sunderland midfielder or Gelhart at the start. Probably the midfielders mm. appeal slightly more. I mean, they've got a bit of a price hike this season. So I don't, Roberts is eight. Um, I don't think Gelhart is he's at Sunderland. I think he is at Leeds. Sorry, yes, yes, you're right. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. There's another option for Leeds, Gilhart. Yeah. So it's really, they need to sort those futures. Otherwise, Leeds seemingly look like the strongest team out of all the out of the relegated side to yeah. have their players. But yeah, I think Clark and Roberts have interested, are interesting as kind of initial picks. I think Clark may have been linked to the move away. We'll see, but I'm assuming Hopefully. nothing comes of that. I mean, Touchwood, Stewart stays fit for the whole season. That will be a massive boost for Sunderland. I think I saw someone po- comment on, on our uh, like um, we posted uh, people could uh, comment their teams that they made first drafts and I, I saw one of them had Stuart and it was commented that we wouldn't be ready for game week one. Uh, but that's like a month away. But it ind- indicates that he's not like super close if it's like a month away and he's still unsure. So yeah, keep an eye on that. But yeah, if he's this fit, he's he was such a good player at the start of the season. All over him if he if he's fair. He's eight point five, I think. So it's it's like a Vyman price from last season, and he's. I think that's very viable for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vyman is a mid, by the way, right. seven million. <laughs> I've yeah, plucked that. He, he wasn't named at all really at the end of last no. season. It's over to see. <laughs> so yeah, Sunderland hmm. could provide us with with good options at the start of the season, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. Established options as well. You know, we know what Clark and Roberts are like, and that they're they're good players. Yeah. So we can trust probably trust them to chip in with reasonably consistent returns even if they're not necessarily always explosive but yeah um, mm. so that's Sunderland to a very nearby club, Middlesbrough they've got Millwall at home, Coventry away, Huddersfield at home West Brom away, QPR at home so two toughish fixtures to start in Millwall and Coventry before uh, two out of three slightly kinder ones there, Huddersfield and QPR at home um, Michael Carrick in his first full season in charge of, of Middlesbrough um, and I think Middlesbrough are in for a good season again this year. Um, Akpom, mm. what do you think of his price? I think it's fair. It could have been more, <laughs> actually. Mm. It's quite the price hike, isn't it? From what, six to <laughs> six, six and a half to eleven? Yeah. Half or it's like Tony's second season. I can't even remember how much he was, but like, that's a lot. But like, it's just one, one more million than Bamford. And, yeah. yeah. It's steep, I mean, but it's so correct. Technique, so if you if we can do the maths, I mean Joe, you're the maths guy. He started at six point five. He's eleven million this season. He scored twenty six goals. 
So how much price those goals demand? The 26 goals, how much is that? If you can repl replicate, if, so that's how much price rise is that for goals? If we can say that. Right. We can calculate. Five million. Five goals per million. Six point five million. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I think if he... He he is still potentially an option at that price if he's on form, um, uh, but he needs to be on form for it to be justified. Uh, and because we need to be as yeah, I mean, as they he were. Has, yeah, I mean he he has at he has gathered what bookie price. And he yeah. only has what one season of good goal, uh, one season to show for. But so, yeah, I don't think if you, if it. Put it this way, though, if suddenly they put him as, uh, let's say, let's say in like nine or ten million in the middle of last season, you wouldn't like say, no, I don't want him. I want him anymore because he'll still be an auto pick. He will. He will still be an auto pick. So, like, I think, yeah, <laughs> don't like be scared of his price. He he's justified. Yeah. I and it has he... to be so expensive. Expensive. So don't don't. So not anyone. Everyone pick him. Basically. Exactly. I suspect he will not be an auto, like he won't ever be kind of 80% owned this season. He'll be, yeah. You know, but well, sometimes he probably should be, but because it's expensive, someone will swerve and they will probably drop in wreck. <laughs> yeah. So, That'll probably be me. Avoid, avoid at your own risk, yeah. <laughs> uh. All right. Leicester, oh, the final team on this list, their start is pretty good as well, actually. Commentary at home. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a very good start. Rotherham away. <laughs> That's probably better. Is, is that like better than Leeds? Maybe. Similar to Leeds, I'd say. Similar, yeah. Yeah. Um, a very, very good start for them. But again, the question lingers. Obviously, they've got Jane Vardy, they've got Iheanacho, they've got Daka. Uh, Madison's gone now, but you know they've got some potentially brilliant attacking oh. options. But uh, I think I, yeah, I think I heard uh, Newcastle are interested in Bonds. Vance is not going to stay if that rumor. Uh, I think Fabrizio tweeted it out. So that's no, the con really. that's concrete news. So yeah, Vance is not stay, stay in my so opinion either. Yeah, yeah, he's going to Forest. I think uh, Adam was talking about him. Him going to Forest as well. So yeah. Daka can be an option, and Suter can be an option. Vardy is a championship striker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he can tear it up. Suter can be an option as well. Uh, James Justin mm -hmm. can be an option. Ricardo Pereira. Is he still there? there are options. He's the they could have a very good yeah, fullback option, there. actually. Yeah, they could yeah. have a very good fullback option. Yeah. It's just knowing who that will be at this stage. Yeah. And I think the manager that has now gone to Leicester, he was with Guardiola, so... The wing backs will be a crucial element to Leicester's game. So it will be interesting to see who are the full backs that starts day in, week in, week out. Because they have too many full backs uh, in their squad who can play multiple positions. So, the likes of James Justin, Ricardo Pereira, they already have Castagna as well. So that's three wing backs. Already. I think it's awesome that Castagna didn't start, wasn't going to start as well. But uh, I can't remember why. He was he was at least not as secure as we would think. It will be interesting to see who takes the free kicks now, because <laughs> if both Madison and Barnes goes, then free kick takers 
I think Winks, Dewsbury Hall. Dewsbury Hall. Those two. Dewsbury, yeah. Yeah, so these two would be one. an interesting option. Yeah. I've seen some people have this this pair hole in the dress already, so mm. he's a good little player, so he can be mm. an option as well. But yeah. yeah, in terms of fixtures, these are good. I think uh certainly can have if uh, you can if we can get a squad that they are that they're gonna start getting with one. I think if the futures get clarified, then yeah. Certainly, I can see one to two Leicester players in game week one drops. Yeah, a lot. Thinking a fullback and, a, and an attacker personally. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. not sure on the fullback. It'd be, it'd be like Castagna, Justin, Pereira. They're expensive though, seven million or something, Thomas. isn't it? Yeah, they are. That's the only thing. Mm. But we'll it's like the trend of championship. Sure. Robertson. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's those six teams, and then. The other slide has four other teams on who have some reasonably kind fixture runs. So I'm going to run through all four of them at once, and then um, if you guys want to, to let me know, kind of of those four teams, which interests you most, who would you be most likely to start with an asset from? So we've got Blackburn. Their start is West Brom at home, Rotherham away, Hull at home, Watford away, Plymouth away. So two eh, middling fixtures and three very good fixtures. Preston have got Bristol City away, Sunderland at home, Shepherd Wednesday away, Swansea at home, Stoke away. That's a pretty good run. Uh, Swansea have got Birmingham at home, West Brom away, Coventry at home, Preston away, Bristol City at home. Okay. And Stoke is Rotherham at home, Ipswich away, Watford at home, Millwall away, Preston at home. So of those four teams, if you were to pick two to have at least one gaffer player, player in your Gaffer Gimmick one teams. Who would you who would you choose right now? I would say uh Swansea and Stoke. Okay. Because Swansea are so cheap. <laughs> and I will need funds to fit all the leads and last two players in. Uh so they are very underpriced I think. Uh and listening to the fans talking about it, we will probably get more confirmation about that, but like they are. Most of them are under five uh, defenders, and like, yeah, it's crazy. It, 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 I think I saw uh, Piro was the only player for them over 6.5 million, and wow. there's one, only one 6.5 million player of on their team, the rest are like five or four or five. So, yeah, definitely. And I also saw that this is just like pure recency bias, but uh, I think Campbell scored uh, lots of goals uh, today or yesterday or something for Stoke. So, yeah, yeah. that's uh. Yeah option for the probably third forward spot or something so yeah what about you Abhishek what would you what would you say Swansea I agree with Swansea pick I don't the thing is that I didn't knew about the Preston fast five fixtures <laughs> now you have talked about <laughs> Preston's five fixtures if <sighs> Calvin Ramsey is fit we're not talking about Brady I'm not talking about Woodman. If Calvin Ramsey is fit or somehow from somewhere Preston signs a forward who will score goals for them, then I may look forward to owning them, judging by the fixtures, the first five fixtures that they have. And I'm really, really looking the, forward to see uh, here, like the correspondent talk about where the way they will play because they are so defensive. If they, 
it doesn't have yeah. help to have a good striker if they can't feed the ball to him. Like, <laughs> look, you can't avoid relegation if you are con- if you have thirty eight drawn games. You need to win some. <laughs> For that, you need to score goals. It will happen like that. Pot scored what? Say that word. <laughs> first half of the what, in first ten games, Pot scored, then they didn't score at all. <laughs> they had the longest run, bar where they had the longest run without scoring a goal. This yeah. needs to change somehow. So even if they stri- if they sign a good decent striker, then he might be an option. Or else, if Ramsey is fit, then Ramsey might get a look in. Uh, when I'm planning for my game with one draft. Stoke, I'm not sure because I have to see how Alex Neal does. And Blackburn, as always, have to see how their manager does. Because those two teams are very manager dependent. How they're going to play because they get the best out of their players. Hopefully, Stoke correspondent, whoever that may be, do not hype up Timon again. God's sake, I specifically have fallen under a trap of Diamond and could not sell him at the right point. And, and Baker. And Brown. Yeah. It's funny because Diamond's only five and I'm looking at that price and I'm like, I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm same. Cheek is my team as well. I'm to be honest, in that price. To be honest si- uh, uh, I mean, Stevens is a better option than Diamond. Not if not if Timon's if playing I'm left going... wing back and Stevens is playing left centre back as you suggested earlier. He time Timon fair enough, but Timon played left wing back. You know Stevens from Sheffield United. You can you know what you're gonna get. Timon's you know what you're gonna get and last from last season. So if you're gonna compare between those two, yeah, the only thing comes out is that Stevens is much older than Timon. Could be good about that. Yeah, apart from that, I really, I, I would have had Stevens in my team rather than Timon. Oh, fair enough. That's me. But yeah. what about you, John? Not many Stokes fans would like that. <laughs> yeah, currently I'm thinking Stoke because of the value in potentially Timon and Tyrese Campbell um, as a potential third striker. I think it's unlikely I'll get for Tyrese Campbell, but I've got my eye on him. Um, so yeah, I, I like I like Stoke from from that point of view. Um, in terms of the other one, I'm struggling a little bit. Maybe yeah, maybe a Preston defender, maybe Calvin Ramsey if he's okay to to play. Swansea Piro is just too expensive for me at ten. So you know, what was again, the last season? Eight point five. Yeah, eight point five. So it's ten. That's it's, a big hack, Yeah. It is a big price hike. I don't know if they are kind of factoring in and potentially moving to a bigger club in within the championship and then being vastly underpriced if it was a, about the same. So yeah, yeah, I think probably Stoke and maybe a Preston defender. Um, Blackburn, there's too many unknowns with them at the moment, I think, in terms of their attacking options. I think they're probably a no-go, um, even with fairly kind fixtures. So yeah, I think that's what I would say. Um, yeah, Stoke and I'll say Stoke and Preston. With, with a, a little, you know, not feeling too inspired there by either. <laughs> yeah, with an exclamation mark. Both both of us have an exclamation mark over our second team. Swansea uh, is the preferred option, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah. Summation aspects, whatever you want to say. Cool. All right. Shall we move on to our questions then? Yeah. We have very many questions. Thank you, guys and um, girls, obviously, <laughs> because uh, this is a very good uh, start to our questions uh, part. And I, I wouldn't, I, I'm not sure how much I will attribute the amount of questions to the new gift, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's more the new season than the gift, David. But... Yeah, I think so too. It's very cursed, but uh, yeah, yeah I, I had fun making it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, we can start with uh, Tom, uh, Tom PFF, uh, our uh, last year's uh, community team manager. We will see what happens with it uh, now, but we hope we can uh, we can do it again. Hopefully, uh, he asks: Given it's difficult at this point to pick specific players, what teams are you looking at over the first five weeks as teams which you'll want assets from? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, it, it is. The, the three, it's really easy answer, but it's the three relegated teams, um, particularly a Leeds attacker and a Leicester player or two. Those are probably mm. the two biggest priorities for me. Um, in terms of other teams, yeah, it really is difficult to, to say at this point. I don't know if you guys have any. Um, maybe a Middlesbrough player. Like McGree's quite cheap, so I'm quite interested in him. Um, but yeah, very much still. Oh, I'd say Sunderland as well, actually. Yeah, rather than Middlesbrough. So yeah, probably Leeds, Leicester, and Sunderland are probably my three three priorities because I just think um, we might have a, a quite reliable option for a game week one option. It's just just to have those, I think, three good fixtures at the start before thinking about moving on to someone who hmm. was a bit of an unknown before game week one that may have emerged, or you know, maybe it's a it's a promoted a relegated team sort of attacker that we thought might leave and isn't leaving and, and you know once things have been clarified a bit maybe maybe it'd be good to move on so like i've got roberts in my in my academic one draft at the moment for example um yeah that's what i'd say yeah i would say um yeah the at least uh leads and leicester from from uh, uh, what's it called demoted I would say but like yeah on the region um uh yeah uh, <laughs> I would say Birmingham because they seem to have some good options now uh, I don't know if it's like because of the the guy uh, that's like from uh, <laughs> hyping him up in the <laughs> chats all the time but like yeah, I really like Laird uh, at least from them and uh, we haven't talked much about Norwich yet but they could have some good options as well I think they they are very like solid I think very um yeah but other than that yeah I'm I'm not like too keen on the <laughs> the teams that have been promoted because I don't know much about them about, apart from like Bannon being a good player for in the, the lower league but yeah I, I would just go safe at least but it's it's hard to say at this point anyway. I like your Birmingham shout. Yeah. They've they've recruited well and made some some good signings so they could have a, a much better season this season. But... Yeah, and we we shouted out in the yeah. price reveal for. Uh, uh, what was the name again? <laughs> the Roberts. Uh, yeah, that, Roberts. They play very well, very very well at home, and they have lots of home games at the start. Uh, yeah. And now they have a striker, so yeah. I think they could do well. And six million seems like a good price for the Roberts, I guess. So yeah, I would say that would be my picks. So for me, I'm going one promoted, one relegated. One from relegated, one from 
promoted and one from whoever left was there already. Ipswich for me, I'm looking at players from Ipswich, especially Leif Davies and Charlie Chaplin. And Chaplin and Davies, so these two... Did you just say Charlie Chaplin? <laughs> Is that his yeah. name? No, no, no. His surname is Chaplin, but his name is not Charlie. It's Connor. 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 Yeah. Um, Charlie Chaplin is long gone, mate. It's long gone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I was, I was if this was still like the season one uh, thumbnails, we would like put uh, Charlie Chaplin uh, with his head on <laughs> in the thumbnail. Yeah, no, before we started podding, I was seeing some videos in YouTube about him. So <laughs> that's my <laughs> that's favorite. Nice Very sorry that uh, Chaplin and Davis uh, certainly will be in my team uh, from Ipswich. From relegated side, South Southampton, uh, like of Tella, Armstrong. Free um, Al Karaz. I'm very looking forward to owning these this uh, type of players, Suleiman or Walker Peters, whoever is there. And from teams that have stayed in the championship, the one that interests me most is it's a tie because I quite like the business done by Birmingham. I quite like the business done by Sunderland. It's really tough to see. Uh, players not uh, it's really tough to see it play the from those teams players that are not in my game week one squad so those two it's a tie up it's a toss up because i will have one from each of those sides uh, so yeah those are my options as of now i'm looking to fulfill my squad mm-hmm. very nice we can move on to the next question from angus mcphail angus81 on twitter he asks, how many of the 10 plus play- million players would you guess are still in the game when the season starts? So I can just go quickly through who those, who those are. It's Barnes, Warprowse, Tella, Sar, Gnoto, Swift, Wallace uh, from the midfielders, and then uh, Victor, but he's not. Uh, uh, Inacho, Adams, Moreno, Macado, Akpom, Vardy, Armstrong, Bamford, and Piro. Moreno, Macado is Rodrigo, right? Yeah. Probably that's a weird name to put on him, but yeah, that's probably him, yeah. 11 million, wow. So uh, how many of those see. are staying? <laughs> so From the forwards? No. Yeah, I yeah. think I'll start forwards. Victor gone, Inacho won't. I think Adams will go, but I think, I wish you said he, you thought he might stay. I don't know if it's, that's tough. Yeah, Rodrigo gone, probably. Akpom, I think, could stay. Vardy, stay. most likely. Vardy. Armstrong stays. Vardy yeah. Armstrong stay. Bamford stay. Piro. Probably in the same league, but maybe not for Swansea. Uh, so yeah, how many was that? <laughs> so that's four, five stays uh, if we yeah. don't include Adams. We say Adam go. Adams okay, goes. and midfielders then. Once probably. Warprows. Alastay. Yeah. Of course. Charles. Yeah, Sar should go, but he probably stays, I guess. Um, you Nonto. talked about, uh, yeah, Nonto. Nonto go, I think. Swift and Wallace I think, stay. Yeah, probably. I think that was uh, that too, and yeah. One, two, so, one, so like, we think maybe eight-ish? Yeah. One thing is for certain, that Swift and Wallace will stay. Yeah. The above five, 
do not know they will stay or not. That's the question best marks. answer that we can give. Yeah. We could best. be left in a situation where we have very much funds because the, all the expensive options have gone. <laughs> we just fill our teams with 9.5 yeah. and 9s and just cheap ones. Yeah. Like Fleming so, could be uh, one of the high tier options in this league just because the, the expensive ones are just gone. <laughs> Yes. And then cheap yeah. options always emerge as well because I remember last season, like towards the end, money was just not an issue for yeah for a, a lot, quite a while. Just budget was pretty easy to manage. You know? yeah. yeah. So uh, next question, FPL Glasgow. Uh, <laughs> it's not really a gaffer question, but we can uh, answer it anyway. Gonna cheat a bit. Any gaffer assists from last year that can make a good cheap option in FPL this year? Archer, four point five. Crazy. <laughs> Won't play though, will he? No. But if it does. Yeah, I mean, if you are looking for options that we have, Gaffer assets, you cheap up. Don't look further than Luton. I think Morris every cheap, player that. Is, yeah. yeah, every and player Bell, that is. Playing, four million. Okay. That's, that's so cheap. An auto yeah, pick for me. Yeah, no, yeah, he yeah. won't, he won't, uh, he will go down to 3.9 in the first couple of weeks because people won't look that he goes to the gold cup, most likely. But like, <laughs> he's he's the best yeah. for Pono uh, defender you can have. Not complaining about yeah, playing 4.9. Yeah, I think apart from Luton, I don't think only, only they're signing some decent players that can be an option, but I don't think, don't look forward. Apart from Luton, I think Sheffield United is also a decent squad. Luton for cheaper assets. Luton, I think they have priced reasonably well. These gaffer, uh, the promoted sides players, I think 5.5. I mean, NDI at 5.5, cheese thing. But he's that's a forward. very cheap. He's a forward, which is an issue. Yeah, yeah, that's an issue. It's so weird to see like the top tier assets from uh, our game being so cheap in that game, but like it makes sense. But yeah, if you're like, oh, this is too cheap. What else? What are you doing? <laughs> but like, it's a different level. So, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think those are some good options. So, you probably shouldn't fill, fill the team with them just because you know them from another game. But yeah, it's there are some some uh, like fringe options options you can get for your bench or maybe start it if they have a good fixture. Yeah. Uh, right, Jamie underscore Gaffer from uh, DFL. But is he is he part of it now? Is is he? Yeah. Just yeah. about. Occasionally turns up. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think he does guest appearances nowadays. That's cool. <laughs> Glad for that. Uh, he says, brave or stupid to go against the three relega- relegated clubs for the first two to four game weeks until we have a clearer picture of lineups, etc. I mean, I would say uh, it would be brave to completely go against them. I think yeah. you obviously going triple ups on all three is, well, first of all, probably not financially viable anyway with the budget. But um, even if it was, it's risky in terms of all the uncertainty yeah. surrounding them. But I feel like if you're going to go without any of them, you could get really badly burned. Yeah, and the problem is, like, if you don't have any of them, you don't have the price points either. You have it too spread well, out. Yes. So so if you... if Let's say if some one of your... For example, Harrison gets sold after Game Week 2 or something... You still can just go to Alcaraz easily, but if you don't have the money from a, one of those players, 
you are <laughs> likely to take hits to get those players even. When other players, players that have just gone safe can just get them without uh, hits or you're already behind. So I wouldn't advise it purely from a fan's perspective, not just who they are, just like you have the price points in positions in your team. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think one thing I can say is that those players from your relegated clubs are your assurance players in terms of whatever way you want your team to shape up in the future games. Because what I think two or three games will be played before the transfer window shuts. So you know those players who have been relegated. You know how they play. You know, and from judging from the fixtures from the first five, those three has easy run of fixtures. So if those players doesn't leave, then well and behold, you go with them. It will be very stupid if you don't go against if you go against them because. Even if they stay for three games, they will tear you apart yeah. in terms of the fixtures they are facing, in terms of point scoring ability that they have. So it will those are your assurance players. So it's as Joe said, if you should have at least one, at least three positions, three players or four players from those three teams. Yeah. Just so yeah. that you can balance out your squad. The the winning condition on, on like swerving them is like you you don't pick them and the, those that pick them get burnt by them not getting if even if they still are with the team that the team won't play them because they are afraid that they will get injured before a move that's already decided. Um so it could like seem that they will play, but suddenly the manager decides against it. So then you're stuck with a nine point five player that won't play and you'd have to get some from the bench, but like yeah, it's still very risky, but that's like the only positive thing I can see, at least. Yeah. Okay, next question. Skihouse78, uh, he asks, and I think it's a very interesting question because I just looked at the fixture list, uh, and he says, home advantage, home advantage, boost, game week one, crazy or genius? So let's just look at who plays at home this the, the game week one uh, fixture. That's Blackburn against West Brom. Uh, Bristol against Preston, um, Leeds against Cardiff, Leicester against Coventry, Middlesbrough against Millwall, Norwich against Hull, Plymouth against Huddersfield, um, with Sheffield Wednesday against Southampton, uh, Stoke against Rotherham, Sunderland, Sunderland against Ipswich, Swansea against Birmingham, Watford against QPR. So, like most of the top uh, top sides and the relegated sides play at home. So. Yeah, maybe. It wasn't was there people that played? I think someone played. I think I played. Uh, actually, boost very early, but I had like yeah, two players. Game week one was a popular thing to do. Yeah, and it tanked so bad. But like, yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah, I, had... I mean, it tanked. Yeah, it tanked for you, but it was well for me. But I don't think that playing a boost on game week one. Either it, either it is crazy or it is genius because you can't it, say until the game of, is over. <laughs> yeah, in in terms of David from David's perspective, it's a crazy game because yeah, because I, because I picked the one wrong players. I was just unlucky and yeah. a bit stupid. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but who was the, the, the guy from Burnley that I had them had had both yeah. uh, Twine and the, the guy that was injured for uh, 
yeah, country. So, mm. yeah, so my, and from my point of view, I scored 100 on away days. Also, although it does, didn't matter, <laughs> although it did not fetch me big points like the 200 plus scores on away days on a double game, yeah, week, and you can get better scores than later in the season. So, yeah, yeah. the home advantage so, isn't, the, isn't the strongest boost. So, if you, no, yeah, anyway. Even with 11 players, home advantage is only like half a game's fixture gain more than part of the bus and midfield dynamos. And it's so much yeah, harder. I mean, obviously you're setting straight up for it, so it's it's more viable. So yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I feel like game, if, you, if you're going to play it, play it game week one. If you're not going to play it game week one, I wouldn't play it at all when you've got triple yeah. triple and part of the bus and midfield yeah. dynamos. Personally. See, let me, put you in the, let me put this in a simpler way. If you have watched our videos, the past two seasons then you can know that joe is on about it every time when i play home advantage so it's bad enough that he gets onto my my ears when it's a double game week the single game week it's not appropriate mate play just don't <laughs> play has, it, has it worked out for you this couple of seasons abject once it has worked out <laughs> Once it has not worked out. Yeah. <laughs> the, the thing to note on home advantage is it is stronger in a single game week than a double game week. Because in double game weeks, you're unlikely to have two home fixtures. Sure. You need really for it to be worth it. But mm. if it's only half a game better, then it would be so much easier to set up. I think it's. I personally, I think I'm very unlikely to play it because I don't want to play a boost in game week one anyway. Yeah. Let's just games. say if you uh, um, play FPL, would you play bench boost game week one? Probably not, but this is yeah. we have so many more boosts. Better, so yeah. that that the, the the thing that makes it viable is that we have so many boosts to fall back on yeah. if it doesn't work. But yeah. we have to play three in the first third of the season. Yeah, but yeah, you have to decide uh, yourself. But uh, you have at least from both sides <laughs> to uh, <laughs> consider. Right, Dan Ashby, also from the FL Pod, asks which three teams should could be underpriced as a whole. Well, we have Swansea. Two more. Hmm. I need to go pick through some more prices. <laughs> um, <laughs> nothing have, stood out I, to me. I, ha I have my two teams, but I don't oh. think uh, you guys going to Swansea is irrespective across the board. I think everyone agrees. But I think Ipswich can be another team that can be underpriced. Because I know McKenna from United Days. He's a decent good enough coach and he will play similar to what Carrick has done the thing is that McKenna has done in league one Carrick has done already in championship so it's a big difference from league one to championship that's the only blemish that we all that I have against him but he's a good enough coach so if switch options if switch team as a whole can be underpriced once Ooh, they start I have one actually I think uh, Norwich could be underpriced. Maybe. Like in their midfield with like seven and a half. Mid midfield, yeah. And, yeah, and Sargent, no, he's 8.5. That's a bit okay. But like if Barnes suddenly starts to pick up, he's just seven. And I think Barnes Rashica will be seven. much more involved uh, in Norwich uh, than he was involved in Burnley. And that Nunez uh, guy think... is just 6.6 6 million. Yeah. Gabriel Sara 7.5. Does Aaron he stay? Probably. Aaron's, no, I, I don't think Aaron will stay. Okay, he yeah. has publicly said that I'm not staying, I think, or something mm -hmm. like that, in terms mm -hmm. in the, those relations. 
So right. that's why they signed Stacy, uh, the right back. I don't think he's mm-hmm. staying. Another one I have uh, watched. Uh, hold on, let me get it. I think it's I think another promoted side. I think Sheffield Wednesday can also be an option because the likes of Barry and Windes are mm-hmm. both six point five million. Depends on fixture. I mean, I'm saying this because in terms of whatever impact they had in League One, certainly Championship is a default game. So, in terms of prices, I think yeah, Norwich can be another option. Switch. We can, we can just um, we can just tie the next question into this actually because the, from Carl JB, uh, Carl uh, from Twitter, do you think the Swansea defense could be undervalued given? We are now got a more no-nonsense defensively savvy coach in. So we have talked a bit about it, but yeah, I think so. Um, if they can have I mean, a strong defense, it's very cheap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I won't pretend to know yeah. anything about the new coach, but um, knowing how yeah, Russell Martin yeah, played, I, I, think, I think that's a very you know reasonable suggestion. And if that is the case, then it could, could have some good value I mean, there. he's... I think he's a, I mean he's saying a non no nonsense defensively savvy coach. Having said that, what defenders does Swansea have? Good enough defenders. They released many. He would have been the they most interesting many one, wouldn't he? Top scoring yeah, defender in Gaffer that... last year despite never running him all season. <laughs> no. It's weird enough. He the, he, he left for free agent and still hasn't found a club. I mean, did haven't anyone seen the impact that he had? What sort of thing is happening? I don't know. But yeah, I don't think anyone. I think uh, uh, they had a preseason friendly today. Jamie Patterson is playing wing back. <laughs> uh, I don't know about Swansea, man. Really, I don't know anything. I really don't. You have to be wait and watch for me. Yeah. Okay. Patterson as a wingback. Come on. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. So yeah. basically, we, we're not sure, but um, quite possibly. Mm-hmm. But possibly a cheap option. Right. Next question we have from Mark Daniel. Baggy Mark seventy five on Twitter, who says, "Who is your pick for surprise team of the season?" So just one team from each then. Surprise, 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 surprise. Let's go with McKenna's side. Tip switch for me. Okay. Surprise side. I would say uh, probably. Hmm. Um, I think maybe a hole. They have some good players. Okay. I am thinking um, surprise team of the season in a team that will have a surprising drop off. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say Blackburn will have quite a big drop off this season. Yeah, sure. Um, and That's a nice twist. One correspondent, our good friend Darren, will not be happy with that. Sorry, Darren. <laughs> no BBB anymore. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, true, true, true. And okay. they're going to draw more games this year as well. So. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> Next question from Melvinio1968, uh, who asks, do we have any idea yet when double game weeks and blank game weeks are likely to be? Cheers. Uh, Joe, you are our guy there. Um, let me cast my mind back. I seem to remember, if, if I'm getting this correctly, FA Cup fourth round clashed with the championship and that created quite a big blank and double. So, whereas in the Premier League, it's only the quarterfinals and the semifinals which affect things. Um, it goes, it's basically two more rounds. Uh, actually, sorry, no, just the fourth round. I think the fifth round is now midweek in the FA Cup and don't think it clashed with a championship midweek. So, so it's, it was just the FA Cup fourth round. Um, so I think that's the biggest one because obviously, you know, championship teams only have to win one game then. I think there are only three or four, both the last couple of seasons have only been like three or four games on those, those weeks. Uh, maybe a few more last season actually because I, because there were some more surprise results, but um, certainly you're sort of expecting between four and seven or eight games being camp- being staying in FA Cup fourth round weekend. Aside from that, I don't think there's anything else beside postponements for other reasons that could cause blanks and doubles. Obviously, we had the Queen's death last year, which had an impact, and a couple of weather-related ones, and Coventry's pitch issue-related ones, the pitch not being ready yeah. in time. I mean, especially, um, yeah, I mean, add the add Rotherham stuff as well, because though yeah. they get to get postponed when there is winter around. But in theory, I think there should be far fewer double game weeks this season. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say when, I guess. Yeah. Which is the question. We don't have to worry yeah. about it for a while unless there's any weird, weird postponements. Yeah, saying. the majority yeah. one, as Joe said, is the round four of the FA Cup. So do you think you will both, we won't get That's impacted by it before the, the boost refresh? No, it will be the the second set of boosts where we'll have to think. So, so we shouldn't like save boosts in case the, no. there's a double in the first set. Yeah, so that's that's a very interesting. That's a good info actually. So don't just play the boost. Look at the single game weeks and don't wait until like the very end in case there's a double dip because there probably won't be. Very nice. We have the two sec- last questions and they are from WhatsApp. So we first have from uh, Darren Eddy, our um, Manon friend and uh, Blackburn supporter. Uh, he says, talk to me on Leeds assets. Who's Who are you, who are your favorites? So we have talked about a bit uh, already, but like, is, are there some players that we haven't talked about yet? I know we haven't talked about like the fullbacks as much for them. As in one drafted Furpo, but he's he's a starter, I don't know. Uh are there some other players that we're talking about? The attacking midfielder that stays. Particularly yeah. I will stay. So he can be another he can be an option. Uh, Luke Ooh. Eiling. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Eiling. Mm. Can be good. I mean he's their uh, captain, I think. Apart from Bamford. It really depends on who stays and who goes. It's really uncertainty surrounding Leeds at the moment. Yeah. It's glad that they have a manager now, so that certain, uh, so that these things can be clarified much quicker. Yeah. But, yeah. I think one of uh, Dan James and Sinistera could be good picks. 
depending on who stays and who goes because they are like in the yeah, the backlog for starting yeah. if there's a space for them. The only defender yeah. I'd personally be interested in would be Cody Drama if he stays. Mm. I think he could be very good though. Be very very good. Yeah. He's, he's a bonus. Yeah. He was a bonus magnet for Luton last season. I think Christensen also played a fair bit last season. Six million. Is Stuart Dallas just like not playing in, or Cresswell? Are they like bench players now? Cresswell, that, that was the... He went to Millwall Cresswell, last season, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Cresswell can be an option, but I don't know about Stuart Dallas. He, he, did he get fit? Oh, no, yeah, I, I just remember the Premier League to Dallas when they went up first time, but like it's not the same. Yeah, it's to Dallas and Luke Eiling were the wing backs, so when they went up, but uh, I don't think Eiling is like the same level anymore yeah. as well. I, I won't pick him actually, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. those yeah, it's those players that have uncertain futures. It's those mm. picks, and if the uh, apart from that, I think as David mentioned, Siniestra, Dan James. Uh, these are the options, I think. We mustn't forget Bamford either. I mean, he will be a very frustrating player to earn because yeah. he has chances he misses, but I mean, you'd think he would be yeah. a factor in our gaffer seasons at some point. Yeah. Could Wasn't it like when before the season before they went up, he was like better because he got more chances? And like that was mm-hmm. yeah. the, way, the way they went up the first time. So you could yeah. see like a similar thing when he gets the season, when he gets more chances than he did in the Premier League and then becomes a very good championship player compared to a Premier League player. Mm. So I think he could be like, yeah, very good option if he puts away his chances, which is not a guarantee yet, at least, but yeah. And if he stays fit. Yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. I think that answers the question, but yeah, there's very good many, very many options in that team, for for sure. Um, so last question from Artravo Audi uh, asks... Which team out of the three promoted sites do you think will do the best? <laughs> no answer to that. <laughs> Top two, three assets from that side. We've talked a lot about Ipswich, but like uh, apart from the Taylor guy, who other players do you Chaplin. have from that? Chaplin, Chaplin. The the Chaplin. and one more. I think Windes or Barry no. Bannon from Sheffield. Okay, but let's let's, let's talk about some uh, the the other teams then, because we have we talked about so much about uh, Ipswich, but like. What about that? We, yeah, we mentioned Bannon. He he's been very good actually. He's not yeah. attacking. Bannon and Windus. Isn't he? Right. Yeah, he's he's not. But everything of Sheffield. Does he have penalties or something? Because he's gone so many goals. Set pieces. I think he has set penalties, pieces. set pieces, corners, breakings. So yeah, he, he can But everything goes to Bannon. That's yeah. the only issue. And Windus, I think it's an out of position player. He sometimes plays as a forward as well. Yeah, he gives, he gives me like uh, early Reading Swift vibes, I guess. Mm. Bannon does. Yeah, but uh, I think. Yeah, uh, no, maybe. Apart from his defensive, not attacking mid. But, hmm. but the thing know. is that they will be an attacking side because their manager is Cisco Munez. Last time he was with Watford, I think he got promoted with them. Hmm. Do, do we know anything uh, about Plymouth? Very little, to be honest. I think their oh, main oh, goal scorer has been signed by Blackburn, so that yeah. was that was the only guy that we could have talked about. Apart from that, I don't think. I think they have signed a Spanish defender. Yeah. From all the all the players are built here, five point five. So and I think they have signed an Evertonian youngster. I think Gibson. Mm. Uh, he's a centre back. 
Fort and I fast. think they have signed Aston Villa's highly rated right back. I'm forgetting his name, but he is highly rated right back. So there are some options, cheap options for them. But yeah. uh, the main goal they, they are probably not undervalued. They are just like fairly valued, I would think. Yeah. Right. Also, they I think did that's... beat hard. Uh, yeah, in the preseason friendly recently. So. Yeah, it's hard to say, but uh, yeah, not the first team we got to. <laughs> but yeah, yeah so look at it. If 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 switch most likely if you are going to, for any promoted size, but it's it's a bit risky, of course. But yeah, you have some good options. Yeah, so that was all the questions. Thank you so much, everyone, and keep them coming. Uh, next time you can also. Uh, it's, it's natural that it's more, mostly like football related questions and like the uh, players and stuff. And please also send uh, yeah. like fun questions about uh, things you're wondering about us as pod host and food and stuff that we have last season because that was so fun. So, yeah. yeah. Mm. Right. Very well, nice. So that wraps up our first episode. It's obviously a long one because there's been a lot that's been going on and a lot to digest. But uh, thank you everyone for tuning in and we will be back to preview the first 12 teams in the next week or so i think um yeah so yeah enjoy your holiday david um, yeah see you after the season has started <laughs> sorry guys i'm going to canada to fitness family and have a nice time so i'm, I'm leaving the the ship to the other guys but uh it's in good hands and i, I will uh, provide them with the graphics that they can edit themselves <laughs> so don't worry <laughs> it will go, go <laughs> fine <laughs> yes these are really swish new graphics i mean they're not good without you david it's so good <laughs> um yeah so thank you everyone and yeah we'll see you soon um enjoy your tinkering or if you're not into tinkering at the moment and just enjoying the break enjoy chilling yeah. out um but yeah we will see you see you soon see you next time so it's goodbye from me and namaste from me <laughs>